Rabotai, we're learning Gemara Ketubot Daf Chafchet, and today's Daf is being studied. Other for Shlema Shoshana Bat Margalit and Narefanala, Betoch Shar Chole Amo Yisrael Amen. Maseket dedicated by a good friend Elliot Chasho and his wife Esther. Vaslaharaba Lechol Bene Mishpachtam Amen. In today's Daf and Chavzayin Amud Bet, timely Mishnah. Matnitin Amar Bizecharia Ben Akasav. It was a Kohen. And uh, his wife was around the Horban Bayit Sheni when the enemies came into Jerusalem to destroy the Beit HaMikdash. So obviously there was questions now what the Guim did with the ladies. Rabbi Zechariah ben Akatsav being a Kohen testified and he said, Hama'on azeh. And I swear on this, uh, on this uh, uh, Beit HaMikdash. And he's swearing on the temple. And he said, Lozaza yada metoch yadi that uh, she did not leave my uh, uh, hand, my hashkaha, my supervision, she didn't leave my supervision, therefore basically he was testifying, nothing happened to her, and therefore he should be permissible to be with her. They said, sorry, simple explanation, and therefore, it's like testifying on yourself. It's like a person cannot testify on himself. He cannot testify furthermore. He's an ogeya because he doesn't want to get divorced, obviously. So therefore, he cannot be uh, trusted. Uh, furthermore, uh, he doesn't have a pesha asada pesha etir over here because we know already about the invasion. So it's like he said, oh, there was an invasion and she got saved. The invasion already is known from the people. So you can't even give him a pesha asad, a pesha etir. So therefore, they told him, that you cannot be trusted. However, the Gemara says, Tana that even though they were Osir of Zechariah to his wife, so they uh, let them live in the same uh, courtyard uh, together, which was obviously a, uh, a kula. However, they were living in the same courtyard, they did not want them to be secluded together, which is Yehud. So therefore, when she would leave the courtyard, she would leave ahead of everybody. Again, so she shouldn't be the last one in the courtyard alone with her husband. So she would walk out in the front of her children. When she entered the courtyard, she would enter last. If she entered first, she would be alone with her husband. So therefore, they would make the formation of entrance and exit to the courtyard in a way where they would not be uh, secluded. The Gibbara comes along and says that... Um, what about when it comes to a regular case of a girusha divorce? Can the uh, original husband live in the same uh, courtyard? What's the she'el over here? Hatam who the b'shivuya hekilu. Okay, we know by shivuya we saw many kulot uh, over there. And anyway, it's a hashash. We don't know if the, she did tatuma in the first place. Okay, so therefore could be there with mekel. However, no, but in the case of a girusha, maybe they were not bekir. We're talking about over here that a girusha is asurat kohen midoraita, and therefore, in the case where she's a girusha, uh, can the kohen live in the same courtyard? Here, already going to come to isur deoraita. Therefore, maybe we have to be more mahmir. Uh, maybe no, there's no difference. So the gemara comes along and says, tashema hamigaresh. Ma, ma, a, a girusha to Kohen? Uh, bringing Not bringing back. Marrying a girusha. Right? If he just marries her. Right? If he takes her back, 
He's marrying a Gerusha. But she's a Gerusha. He divorced her. Now the question, can a Kohen who divorced his wife live in the same courtyard? No, it would, it would lead. Well, it would, it would, it would lead them to. No, not Yehud. Not everyone. I'm not making Yehud with his former wife. They're going to come to 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 make. Uh... Do they make the, in the first case give a get? Do they make him give a get in the first case? In the Shibuya case? Do they make? They're going to since it's Yehud to be married to her. We're going to be mahmir for them to even be uh, in the same courtyard that they shouldn't come to do anything. I don't know, have a relation. Right. Not Could be he'll have, uh, if you want to go so far to say that they're worried that he'll have a bi'alashim kiddushin. And then we're in trouble <laughs> when he has a bi'alashim kiddushin. Because that's Yisud Oraik. If he doesn't want to make Zanud, let's say the guy wants to be a. So they make the kiddushin, and therefore it could lead to obviously a sudorite. Yeah, right. Rabbi, in the first case, they make him give her a gift. When it says. With anybody, I mean. No. Can I go with, with any single lady? So that's the Isu. Right, I'm saying it's a kiddushin. It's a sudorite. So again, since it's a sudorite, and they were married before, they have a close connection. So exactly. So therefore they want them to be together. So it could be. Why don't we? Why don't we forbid a man and a lady to live in the same hased? Stop man and lady. There's no connection between them. But there was a connection between them, and this connection is now forbidden. So therefore, the Achamim wanted to say that uh, could be it's worse than the regular case of a shivuya. We don't even know if she's forbidden in the first place. Yeah. In the first case, <laughs> in the Mishnah, the, in, the shibuya, in, the, in the war case, do they make him give her a gift? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it in? Yeah, sure. So it seems like because maybe he didn't give. Yeah, but he has to give her still again. Still with the kids. Yeah, no, they, 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 even though they got divorced, that uh, since it wasn't for sure that uh, she was a shivuya in the first place, that right. she was uh, she was. So therefore, they were, they were more lean. So the Gemara comes along and says, Gemara comes along and says.
And therefore, in that case over there, the Hadush over there, then we let them live together. Of course, anyway, it's a suffix. Maybe she never did it. No, if Hadim came and saw them, did it. Maybe they keep the, keep the chance that Hadim will come. But and they're still saying it's permissible. To do it. To live together. They still say it's come a few months in a while. Oh, that's why I say don't give a gate. No, don't give a gate. Fine. Because once you give a gate, it's over. Very good. Very good. Very good. So then Gemara comes along and says, Tashema, a regular case of Migureshin. She should not live in a, a regular Israel, not a Kohen, a regular Israel that divorces his wife. It's uh, forbidden, uh, and she got married to somebody else, obviously. Because <coughs> if she didn't get married to somebody else, actually, she's the Mitzvah to get married to her again. So you have to say she got married to somebody else in the interim, and now she's a married lady. So they said that a married lady should not live in the same courtyard as her it's original, a, as, a, as, a, as a ex-husband. Vimaya <laughs> Kohen, and if the husband was a Kohen, lo tadur imo b'mavui. Even if she didn't get married to somebody else, <coughs> the Mavui is already a um, um, uh, even a smaller uh, area. We're worried about that they might come to Avera. Uh, but Israel is not Asur Vigrushato, so therefore he'd be permissible to live in the same neighborhood as Girusha until she got married. But a Kohen, even if she didn't get married, she's forbidden to live in even the same Mavui, the same alley, because again, they're forbidden at that point. Now, the Imaya Kfar Katam, if let's say it was a Small kfar that they lived in. We'll see what that means. A small village. That we consider a kfar as a, uh, as a neighborhood. And what do we say by a neighborhood? That a girusha uh, that got married uh, should not live in the neighborhood. And therefore she cannot live in the kfar as well. And we have a big mahluket amongst the uh, rishonim. Uh, the mahluket rishonim over here is that according to the Tosafot, a shechuna basically is three houses. You have three houses in a row. Uh, so you have a girushat Yisrael got married. She cannot live within uh, three houses, uh, you know, uh, of the uh, of, of, of the husband. That's the shechuna. Now, dinash of girushat kohen is even more strict than that. That she's not even allowed to live in the entire mavui, and that can, that includes uh, even more than uh, three houses away. And the reason why they were mahmir by Girushat Kohen more than a regular Girushat Israel is because the Isud Eshet Ish is more hamur. And therefore people are more careful on Isud Eshet Ish. So because it's so hamur, we can be more lenient. And therefore we say, oh, keep three houses away, three houses distance. You live down over here at the beginning of the block, move to the end of the block. Uh, that's enough considered okay. Eshet Ish, because it's Eshet Ish. Masha'enken, when it comes to a Girushat to Kohen, where it's not ish, it's not such a thing that the people are going to be more mahbir. And they're outside of the, don't even, not even the same mavui. That's the way some Rishim, other Rishim learn the exact opposite. That's the Rosh, he's and the Ran, they say actually that a Shekhuna uh, is bigger than a mavui. <laughs> and not, not smaller distance, it's bigger than a mavui. And therefore, Girusha uh, Israel, they got married, is more hamur. And that's why, uh, and why is Girusha Muhammad? Because of Isud the Oraita of Ishet Ish. And therefore, it comes uh, according to this. Ledat Rishonim Elu Isud Hamur Yoter Mechayub Hadachaka Gedola, Mechayev Hadachaka Yoter Gedola. Mahab Isud Ishet Ish Hamur Yoter, Kamur Gam Hadachaka Nedreshet Yoter, Lefishi Tazu, Yuhmad Dinash Girushat Kohem, 
כשנישאת שנית, והיא תצטרך להרחיק לא רק מהמבוי בו גר הבעלים הקודם, אלא מהשכונה כולה. So again, they have to leave the entire neighbor according to the, according to the Rosh. That's, again, the more severe he holds, the more distance. Where the first Shita says, no, the more severe, the closer you could live, because there's no, there's no, there's no worry that a guy's going to commit such a course. Two different ways of, uh, of learning the... Uh, uh, this uh, this uh, the subject will be again, but we're learning that a shechuna, according to the, most of the shonim, that shechuna is smaller than a uh, mavui. Shechuna is a closer distance. Shechuna is only three houses, and mavui is even more. Okay, now the Gemara comes along and says, so in the case where you say they have to move, whatever the case is, who moves? It's a good question. Does he make the husband move, or do you make the wife move? So Tashema Detanya. He nidhet mepanav. The enu nidhet mepaneha. She moves and he does not. Now, uh, the Tzvah the, the, asks why the double language. Obviously, if, if, he, if she moves, he does not. Why does the, why does the bride have to make a double language? You know, she moves and he doesn't. Of course, one of them is moving. So I think the Tzvah says that even if uh, you're going to make her move far away. And if he would move, he's able just to move wow. closer. So it's easier for him just to move to a closer place. It's more difficult for her to move to a further place. She moves ahead of him. And so it doesn't matter uh, of the of the terham. That's the way the uh, Ritba the understands it. He says, Even if she's going to go to a place, and we don't say, listen, you have, a, you have a place down the block. It's easier for you. Just move. No, no, I'm not moving nowhere. I'm staying right over there. You move to, uh, to Connecticut. <laughs> we put it, we, we move her away. So the Yabara says, V'im, V'enu, M'tavim Panea. V'im ha'ita hatser shela. The hatser belonged. She has a house in the hatser, let's say, that she lived in. And the, it's not his house, but it's her house. So the Yabara says, Hu nitchen mepaneha. It's her house. She owns the house. So the Gemara says, So it sounds like they have like a shared, uh, shared property. Why is that a question? It goes back to the first case. When they shared? Mm-mm. She owns. She owns. But then she didn't own. The first case she didn't own. That's why she gets thrown out. So she gets thrown out. But much oh, they own. He, does own. he owns. He, he owns, let's say. First, first case, he owns. So if he owns, so then we'll see you later. She owns. He leaves. He leaves. Now they both own. Uh, so Gemara says, well, when they both own, who gets pushed away from the first case was stopped. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the first case didn't say he owns. Or either. Or either. Or either. Either both own or not. The Gemara is going to say that later on, that even when they both don't own, it's, uh, 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 she has to go first before him. It could be both cases. It could be where they both own, or where they... Where, where they, where, where they uh, exactly, all things similar. But now we're discussing the case where she owns. So the Gemara says, well, maybe she owns a kick him out. Or they both own. So the Gemara says, So the Gemara says, it's a shared, uh, joint ownership over here. Uh, they have a, a bite in that. In the, I guess they each have a house in the, in the Hatsin. They each have a house in the Hatsin. That's the point. Because obviously they kill them in the same house. So therefore the question is, she wants to stay in the house, his her house in the Hatsin. He, he wants to stay in his house in the Hatsin. Exactly. So the question is, who's got who's to move away? So the Gemara says, uh, the Gemara comes along and says, 
Right. He he learns the question above when it said um, when it said right. Tanya he nitchit mepana veenu nitchit mepaneha. Right, when they're just uh, all things equal, they, they, they don't know. But now when they both own the question is who moves, who tashema, he nitchet mepanav. The Brayta says she moves. Now what's the case? Bemay askinan. If we're talking about idem abahasir shelo pshita, of course, if it's his chaser, of course she has to move. The other abahasir shela, it's hers. What do you mean? Abahasir shela batanei matachasir shela who nitchet mepaneha. Adba he moved when it's hers. Unless we're talking about what? Where it belongs to both of them. And what is it saying when it belongs to both of them? So you see, even though they have both uh, houses in the Chatzir, she's the one that has to move. The Gabriel said, no, who, who told you that that's the case? Maybe so where they're both renting in the Chatzir. Just because they're both living in the Chatzir doesn't mean they own. So therefore, maybe you only see from here that when they're both renting in the Chatzir, she has to move. But where do you see where she owns in the Chatzir that she has to move? You have no proof. So the Gabbara says, okay, my havi Allah, what's the bottom line? What's the, uh, what's the halakha? Which means maybe when they're renting uh, in the house in the Hatser, she's pushed away, but maybe when they're both Bale Batim, maybe he's pushed away over here. Now, the uh, Chaura, but what's the difference? They both have rights in the Hatser, so why would you say if they're renting in the Hatser, she should move away, but if they're owning in the Hatser, maybe, maybe it's different over here? Because he says, it's, it's not the way of ladies to sell properties and get involved in real estate, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, let the man sell his house and, uh, and, and let, 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 let him go. The end, he says, mm-hmm. And therefore, we can understand the difference between if she's renting, uh, she might just say, okay, go rent somewhere else. Wow. Well, so what's the bottom line? Tashema. In Yeshaya, the Pasuk comes along and says that Hashem is going to, uh, you know, cause you to become a, uh, to move around uh, and a wanderer like a man. Implying what? That the wandering of a man is more difficult than the wandering of a lady. And that's why he said, you're going to wander like a man wanders. And therefore, it's Mr. Bed uh, that the lady is because it's easier for a lady to pick up and move than it's bigger of a man. And, uh, I guess ladies are easier to get used to new, new situations than a man. Therefore, his wandering is going to be, uh, is going to be worse. You can go figure that out why that is, but that's, that's what the Gemara is saying. So now the Gemara says, another deen, Tanrabanan. Amazing dinim of how sensitive they were when it comes to divorced people, how they don't want them to be, uh, you know, connected anymore. He borrowed money from his wife. How does, how does his wife have money? From the estate of his father. So the Kohen borrows money from the wife. So now he wants to pay her back. Now what are we worried about? He's going to go pay her back, and yad the yad, and before you know it, uh, then you have a problem. So therefore, only through a broker. Give the money to somebody else and go, go, go pay it back. So they want to limit the, uh, the connection over here. So what do you do over here with, uh, with, with visitation rights, when you have kids and all that stuff over there? They go in the house, go out of the house all day long, back and forth. <coughs> <coughs> but as he's even saying, even to make a little transaction, to pay the money back, 
it has to be done through a all these things are the same thing. Let's say they come to court. The queen comes with his divorce in order to have a deen Torah. So it should be done only uh, the court will not uh, see them both. They both come into court. She has a claim and they're talking with each other. You said this. Now it is interaction. The court will not uh, <coughs> hear them. The case. Not only that, they actually put them in Nidui. They excommunicate them for coming because it's a breach in their relationship. They also get Malkut. And the Mepharshim say, that's not mean besides the Hayden. Normally every time you have a rabbi, they're adding more on the last rabbi. Giving lashes is less than excommunication. So therefore they say, They also will get lashes again. Again, why? Of course, it's a bedrabanan, obviously. The rabbis are enforcing a, a situation. They don't want it to lead to <coughs> something sinister. I'm not a... Husband can, doesn't have to have a... He did it himself. Why does the husband have to? He's allowed to be... Oh, Kohen cannot go back with a divorce. No, the Kohen can deal with these monetary issues himself. He doesn't have to... He brought his wife to Medina. He has a does case. It, does she just have to bring somebody and set it her? her so even he, in that scenario, even he would not be able to... Wait, wait, did she bring somebody else over? Oh, come, right, that's the problem. What did he do? He should. What do you mean? He's, he's allowed, allowed, to, he, he Why is he allowed to go more than her? Right. both them to be together. Right. When, when, when he has to, when he has to pay her the money that he owes her, he gives it to a shali out to go deliver the money. That case, of course, he has to. Yes, he's the one that has to pay. He gives it to his shaliyah and says, "Go pay the lady." The point is, they say you don't you don't go pay her back. But in this case, he's showing coming to bedim with his wife, his former wife. Once they both show up, who's more? They're both guilty. Uh, right? They should have either she should have said that's the question. Who says the shaliyah? That's a good question. Who says the shaliyah? Fine, but they shouldn't come together. Right. So Ritva says she was she she should send the shaliyah. Okay, that, that's a big question that he's showing. Who's who's got to send the shaliyah more, uh, him or, or her? But for sure they can't come together. He can't come if she doesn't send that shaliyah. He can't come. Now, Amar of Nachman, When do we say that they cannot go have uh, claims in court? And you have to you know, have a claim through somebody else. It's only when they got divorced from marriage, where they have a connection with each other. When it comes to Irusin, they never had relations yet. So there's not such a connection between them. So they can even have claims face to face. And that's the next story. So they have Arus and Arusa. They came to Kohen. Rabba, to Kohen, and they uh, had a case. Yativ Rab Ada Bar Matna Kameh, so the rabbi was in front of them. Uki Rabba Shiluha Bintayu, so Rabba put a shaliyah bedin between them, so they will not uh, be together. Amal Rab Ada Bar Matna, Amal Rab Nachman, Tana Ba'abel Rabbati, we learned that Arus, that Mena Arusin is okay when you're putting a shaliyah between them. Amal Ka'azin, the Ka'a Gaisi Ba'adadi, they're close to each other. They look. Oh, it's Arus Arusatu, they were divorced. Correct. Sorry. So therefore, 
The Gemara is saying, what do you have to put a shaliyah between them? Arusa is okay when he wants to divorce from the Erusin. So he says, you're right, but I see that they, they're very close to each other. They, they have a, a closeness. Therefore, they are uh, gaspa. And therefore, I'm worried about this. So you see, it's really, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a call of the Betin. Right, basically, what I was saying, it's a Betin's call. It's not cut and dry. Normally, when the Braita said, ah, there's no guy say about it. But if the Betin sees that they're uh, too close to each other, Extra action is needed. Some say the opposite that the did not put a shaliyah between them. He said, I said, I see that they're close to each other, and therefore, that we better uh, put a um, you know somebody somebody in between. Okay, matnitin. The elu neemanim naid begodlan mashru begodlan. Normally, a katan is not neeman, obviously, to testify. Question is, what about a gadol to testify on something that he saw when he was a, a katan? So that's the question over there. Now, since at the time of the riyah, he wasn't kasher. So therefore, normally we don't let a gadol testify on something that he saw when he was a katan. Since at the time of the re'iyah, he was not eligible. Uh, However, the achamim of here in these cases made an exception. These are exceptional cases. Number one, they want to make a star, let's say. And uh, the father was a witness. <coughs> and in order to make a star, they have to know that that is the signature. So a uh, an adult, I remember my, when I was a kid, I saw my father's signature, and that's exactly the way it looked. Obviously, we're talking about over here where the father is just a signature, but has nothing, no, no skin in the game over here. Because otherwise, the son cannot testify on behalf of the father's uh, loan or something like that. So he's just it's a witness in the... Uh, and since we're in the Kiyum Shtarot, so therefore, in the Torah, you don't have to make Kiyum Shtarot. In the Torah, the witnesses are believed. <coughs> and therefore... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll trust this uh, case. Furthermore, this is the Kitab Yad of my rabbi. And this is the Kitab Yad of my brother. We have to see why the Gemara gives three different cases. I remember that uh, this lady over here, uh, this girl, she went out and uh, she had uh, you know, the Hinnuma on her head. The, the cover and the hair was on her shoulders, which was the custom of the betulot. Basically, he's saying, I remember she was a betula. Chaurah, this is a, this is a, this is a hard testimony, because this is a monetary testimony. Chaurah, a, a, a gadol, cannot testify that when he was young, he saw students can have a monetary uh, ramification. So she's saying she's a betula, that means the husband has to pay 200 zoos. So it's going to cost 100 zoos more out of his pocket. So we have to see why in this case over here, we are uh, trusting the... Uh, and I remember this guy used to come out of the yeshiva and he used to go, we always to go play ball, he used to go to the mikveh. And why? Because he was going to eat uh, a tiruma. So you're treating him like a uh, kohen. So, so therefore, and the Gemara says, or he's saying that I remember he used to come to the gorin with us to the granary and uh, Take Teruma. And you can also testify that this place over here is Beta Paris, which means um, what's Beta Paris? So we learned in Masechet Berakot that you have a, uh, a field. 
that there was a, uh, a kevin that was in the field over there and was lost. And what they do, they plowed the field. So when they plowed the field, so you're worried that uh, the, uh, the blade of the plow is going to pick up some of the, uh, of the corpse and scatter it around the, uh, the field over there. And now you're worried that if a coin goes in the field over there, there might be an etzim kesora, uh, uh, the size of a, uh, uh, a lentil, and he's going to move it, and it was going to become tamer. So therefore, uh, we have a, a, a problem of, uh, of tumah. So he's coming along to say, and the rabbis will say it, 100 amah around the, uh, around the area, because again, that's how far it can go. So he's testifying, He's coming along to say over here that, um, that the whole field is not going to be asur. And now we're going to say that just this place is the, is the bit apartheid. And therefore, um, uh, the, the, whole, uh, the whole field is going to be tamer, uh, normally. He's coming to say, no, it's just this area over here that's a bit apartheid, which obviously is a smaller area. And therefore, he wants to say, we don't have to be choshesh to the whole field that has uh, that has tumah. Right? So you know there was a mat somewhere in this area of it, but you don't know where the mat was. So normally, what do we say? That the queen goes to this whole area is going to be tameh midrabanan. Over here, what is this guy testifying? He says, oh, no, the bet paris was over here. And therefore, he's minimizing the place. So we trust him when it comes to that as well. Because the whole tumah is... This is a fact. The Shabbat has a certain, uh, you know, how far you're allowed to walk on Shabbat. Then he says, Abal, in Adam the Iman Nomar, Derek Ayan the Flori Bemakomaze, Mahamadu Mesped Ayan the Flori Bemakomaze. So he says, he says over here that uh, I remember that we used to walk through this guy's field over here. And now that's a problem because uh, basically he's saying that it's an easement exactly, and nobody contested it, and therefore I remember we always walked through the guy's field. So now basically you're trying to say that this guy's, he's claiming he owns the field, but based on this guy's testimony, you're saying, no, we always used, I remember when I was a kid, me and my father, we always used to walk through the, uh, the guy's field, and nobody contested it. That's not, not a, not a believing, believable claim, because he saw when he was young, and it's a mamon claim over here. Furthermore, they said, let's say, in a certain spot, we know that the uh, eulogized used to give eulogies in that spot, even though it's on somebody's field. Basically they're saying, that man, nobody contested and therefore belongs to the eulogizer to make his but even that's why on the way to the cemetery, now you're trying to take away a field from somebody based on this kid's testimony or something that he saw when he was young, we do not give him ne'emanut. Uh, okay, but let's read all the nashids at least on this Mishnah. Kavu. Zekitab yad. Zekitab yado shal abba mekayimin hashtar apiv afapi shemet abiv beot zekatan. Sheyasat bihinuma vehu siman shiniset betula ukitibatam atayin. What does that she want to say? Because he's not about to be Mikayim, uh, what does that she want to be Mikayim? Why met? Why met? Yeah, what, what, what does he want? Mikayim, Ashtar, Abib. Because if his father died when he was older, then he knew his signature when he was older. You never saw it, I mean. 
The only time he saw a sick chick when he was young. And then he died. So he never saw it when he got older. If he saw when he was older, so he starts to find it as an older when he saw when he was older. Papa's over, he says, if I was alive when he was an adult, he would have said, <coughs> <coughs> Um, okay. Okay. Uh, so Nashim already couldn't wait for the Gemara. She says, uh-huh. when it comes to Betulah testimony, Rav Nashim Betulah. Therefore, they're not, uh, they're not saying Even Rabbunah Ravuna comes along and uh, and says over here. One is right to pass, one is right to... Right to pass or right to... Stand. To dwell. To dwell. To stand there. To stand there, exactly. Amar Ravuna, it's the same Yisod. It's the same Yisod. The um, Gemara continues. Amar Avuna, Bered Rabbi Yoshua, Vehu, Sheesh Gadol Imon. Okay. Some of these cases that we said that uh, the kid's Ne'eman is not talking about where he's alone. It's talking about Davka, where there's somebody else coming to testify with him. So you need over here two Edim. Now you don't need two Edim in all these cases. Uh, for example, in the case of Ketav Yad Mishtar. There when he was a minor that saw it. No, no, because she is that's testifying with him at this point. At this point, right now. So, what do you need the kid for? You need two witnesses. You need two witnesses. The Hadush is that he's one. He counts as one of them. You're right. Not all these cases do you need two witnesses, by the way. We said some of these cases, one witness is enough. So, in the cases that one witness is enough, he's enough. We just say in the case in the Mishnah where two witnesses are necessary, so you need another Gadol. To testify with him. Kolom al gabe ktab yad she b'shtad, right? Vishas she nesit kashi betula. In these cases over here, um, uh, that we're lenient to rely on this one witness when he was a katan, but you can't rely on it alone. You need another guy to come and testify. When we make kim shtarot, kim shtarot, you need two witnesses to, to testify in each uh, one of the uh, the items over there. So therefore, in, again, but in cases, for example, that you can rely on one witness. In certain cases, we were lenient to rely on one witness. So therefore, he's enough. So it's only on the cases that generally need to, to testify. So the Gemara says, We need all the cases. The Yashmin and Abib, if you're going to say, he's the seed to say what his father's signature was. Because he's, he's close to his father, so he knows already his signature. Aval, Rabbo, no, but not so close to his rabbi. The Yashmin and Rabbo, but if it just said that he has fear of his rabbi and therefore he remembers it. He remembers his rabbi's signature because he had made an impression upon him. Aval, no you know, not as much. Aval Aviv, no, doesn't have such, such, such an impression on him and therefore he might not remember. We have the reason because he's close to him. Rabbo, the Aval Achiv, you don't have any of these items. 
He's not afraid of his brother. He he's not so close to his brother, frequent to know the signature. I might not know. And therefore, since the old Kim Ashtod is Rabbanan, the rabbis gave him an emanut, the gabe, dinim, the Rabbanan. The Chud. He could have. He could have. Those who have Or those who have Sarik, whatever. Those who have Those who have so I remember that um, uh, the girl went out as a betula. So the says, "My what's the reason why you're trusting this edut over here? It's taking out money. Now you're causing him to pay a ketubah of two hundred zoos. We're just revealing something that is known already based on a rov." No, you need him. You need you need a testimony. It's just that, but it's, it's not considered a testimony uh, that's going against anything. It's just it's mehazik. It's strengthened by a rov. So a testimony of a gadol that's so someone who's a katan that's strengthened by a rov. That type of testimony that, that they'll accept in order to uh, to extract uh, uh, money over here, even though we would not extract money on a rov alone. But the rov plus such a testimony that's a uh, that, that that's considered enough over here. And she has, uh, I guess you have to say she also has hazaka. So you have a rov and a hazaka. Rov betulo, she has got a goof that she's a betula. <laughs> Between those two items, and it's a testimony. So therefore, we're going to trust it. The regular case of taking money over there, in the last cases in the Mishnah, you don't have a hazaka and you don't have a rov. You just have his word. We're not going to be relying on his testimony. But here, she has hazkata goof that she's a betula. She was born a betula. And rov ladies that get married are betulot. So when you have two things working, and the guy testifying also, in such a case will be believed. The guy left the bet sefer in order to eat teruma. So Yabara says, "What do you mean? Why is that a proof that he's a kohen?" Vedelma evet kohen. Maybe he's an evet. An evet kohen gets to eat teruma also. So why is that proof that he's a kohen? Could be he's an evet. Yeah, but they don't accept avadim in the yeshiva. So therefore, since you can't teach every Torah, what is he doing in the Beit Sefer? It's only in the Beit Sefer. It must be he was a Kohen. So the Gemara is why you can't teach every Torah. We have a case over here of a guy who owns an Eved. The master borrowed money from the Eved. Look at that. Or the master made the Eved the administrator of his of his uh, of his estate over there, you know, to buy and sell his uh, his assets. Or she or the guy, the Evid comes along and puts on tefillin. Well, he's patu from tefillin because the Evid has a din of benisha. But he comes along and puts on tefillin in front of the master. The master doesn't say anything. Or she pesukim Or the guy gets up and reads three pesukim from the Torah the bet keneset. This is not a raaya that he is a uh, ben. Hodin. Even though uh, it's not so common that a guy borrows money from his Evid, so maybe you'd say, well, that's basically saying, you're free. Or he gives him so much rights, uh, or the fact that he put on tefillin over here and he kept quiet, that's no da'ayah. But basically, what's the question over here? He read three pesukim. So you see what? He's learning Torah. We can't stop the guy. The guy went on his own and then, then opened up the homash. However, banim. Which means the Torah says you have to teach your children Torah. Then we're saying you can't teach your Evid Torah. But if the Evid opens a book, he opens a book. So therefore, you have 
when they were testifying above that he was in the Bet Sefer, that means either the father sent him to Bet Sefer because of an obligation to teach his son Torah, or he was teaching him Torah. Not, not that the, the, the Ebed was studying Torah on his own, and therefore it's a proof that he must have been a Kohen and not an Ebed Kohen. The Torah then says, He says, yeah, I remember that uh, he used to go to the Bet Sefer, this guy, and go to the Mikveh, you know, to eat Tiruma. Uh, so the Torah says, which type of Tiruma now are we going to rely on this testimony? says, which means we're going to only allow him to eat tiruma that's on a rabbinical level in such a testimony. Because bottom line, he only is recalling something that he saw when he was a katan. And the katan's testimony is not going to help for a deoraita tiruma, but it'll help for a tiruma de rabbanan. Vegetables, different fruits. According to Rashid, the only deoraita is what? Wheat and uh, 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 grapes. And the olives, but everything else is going to be with the rabbanan. So there was only a testimony enough for a rabbinical, Tiru. rabbinical teruma. <coughs> uh, so now uh, the gemara comes along <coughs> and says, "Not only that, he was with us in the garden. What do you want? He must be a kohen. What do you mean? An evit kohen can go to the garden also, technically, and collect teruma. So why just because you saw him in the garden?" Means he's a queen, could be an Evid. We're going like the opinion that says that an Evid cannot come alone. If the Evid comes, he's got to come with a Rabo, uh, uh, his master. So obviously he's saying, what? That I saw the guy come alone. So therefore, it's going like that opinion that he would not come alone unless he was actually a Kohen himself. The Tanya have a machlok between these opinions over here. Uh, or you have, let's say, not only a, a, an Ebed, a Safek Kohen, or anybody that's questionable, so you can only give him Terumah when you have a uh, Rabbo Imo. Devre Rabbi Yehuda. So that's the opinion of Yehuda. Rabbi Yosef says, no. Yachol hu Yoshu Yomar, he Kohen ani tenudi b'shvil atzvi. He made Kohen ani tenudi b'shvil rabbi. Which means he can say, he can go alone. They can tell the guy in the garden, listen, if I'm a Kohen, give it to me because of me. And if I'm what? You don't think I'm a Kohen? I'm an Evid Kohen. I'm taking for my rabbi, my master. So if I'm a he can go alone. Basically, you see, you have a Mahlukur over here. Can an Evid go alone? So therefore, if you're going according to the opinion that says he can't go alone, so therefore, when you do see him going alone, that must be a Rayyad that he's a Kohen. So give it The reason for this is because when you used to see a guy at the Gordon, that would give him a status that you can. Marry into him, he's not a Mamzer, he's not a Latin, he's good for Yasin, he can work in the Beit HaMikdash even. So, therefore, because they used to have that leniency, they had to uh, button it up by saying that only Abadim uh, uh, can come with a with a, with, with a Rav. Because what, what happens in the granary, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna elevate him to Yasin. So, therefore, if he comes alone, it'll be a problem. Where it, that's again because of this leniency they have to have a stringency that can only come with his master. Whereas in the Biyosei's place, it wouldn't be no problem. So even if the Ebed came alone, nobody would use that as a sign to elevate him to your Hasin. So then come alone. There's no problem that can come out of it. So it's all so one thing led to the other. Gemara says Tanya, I never came to Bedin to testify. As a witness, one time he testified and he got into trouble. What, what did he testify? He testified that I saw the guy 
in the granary, and he was cholek tiruma. Ve'ilu eved the kiuna alpi. And what ended up happening? They made they made they put an eved as a kohen because of my testimony. Meaning it was uh, I testified that the guy was in the granary, but the guy turned out to be a eved. So they said, "What? Ve'ilu sakadadach." Mamash, they actually uh, followed through with this testimony. They gave the kohen. Uh, they gave this guy yehus. Uh, uh, that means even the animals of the tzaddikim, but Allah protects them from, uh, from, from mistake. Like we saw different stories of the, the Hamor of Rabbi Perhaz bin Ya'ir that says they didn't want to eat uh, uh, questionable uh, fruits or food that was questionable if, if, if Masrot were taken or not, Demai. So if the animals of the tzaddikim are careful, so certainly, how could a takala come through the tzaddik? So Gibra says, no, you're right. It almost happened. And they caught it at the last minute. So Gibra says, how did this happen? So Gibra says, He saw this Eved, or this guy, go in the granary in the Biyosei's town. In the Biyosei's town, there's no escort. And he went to testify in the Biyudah's town. The <laughs> And I guess not knowing that there's a difference between the two, the two opinions. So when he testified to Be'udah, I saw the uh, guy in the granary alone. He said, oh, beauty, that's a sign he must be as a Kohen. And the said, oh, wait, 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 where'd you see it? Oh, he saw it in the Be'udah. says, oh, okay, forget about that. But it almost came to it. But the point of it, you see, that, that was the basis of the Mahalok. What are they testifying over here? That this place over here is Bet Aparis, meaning... Uh, that uh, there was a body in this spot over here, and it was plowed up, and only this area is tamay, not the whole, not the whole field. The Gemara says, "My tamay." What's the reason why they're being lenient for this beta paris and a banan? It's really hakamim what goes into matmet on a sadeh that was plowed that had a cavity over there. Maybe some of the bones will be scattered and can be the size of a seora, but medoraita the sadeh is indeed uh, beta paris is tahor. Because we're not concerned that the blade of the uh, of the uh, plow went all the way underneath, reached the uh, reached the mat over there, or that because you're plowing it, we're not chosesh that the pieces are going to be bigger than a seora. So in the oraita, we can believe. But the banan, they're chosesh. So then, for the chamin, we're lenient. If he remembers where the betaparis was, we say, okay, that's the spot over there, and that's the only part you have to be concerned about. The man of Yehuda. Amar Shemuel, we learned the story when a person goes to a Benta Paris, let's say, to bring a Korban Pesach. So he's got to get through the Benta Paris. How's he going to go? If he's going to go through the Benta Paris, he's going to get Menapeyah Adam Benta Paris. Menapeyah. He blows his way through and he blows the pieces to the side. If there's a Etzem Kisura Vehorech. And he can go in the place where he blew already to continue to walk over the Istahor and he can bring Korban Pesach based on that Bedika. So what do you see from over here? Even though, let's say, regular Nipua will not help if there was real uh, bones uh, on the ground over there. But uh, since over here, um, <coughs> again, over the regular bones, you're worried about it, it could be Mahil uh, on the Read that she over here. That she will tell you this. see it. When he's blowing his way through, it's making, making an inspection on the field. Ah, what do you mean? But he's going over the bone. So why do you so forget about touching it? He might be mahil. 
There you go. That's a rule. Etsim kisora is not metame beolad. Ad ika shidra o gilgola chilema. Orobinyan orobinyan. So you need a certain amount of size when it comes to oil. Rav Yuda bar Amem shemed Rav Yuda Amar bet apares shenidash tahor. What does that mean? It was trampled on. And therefore, once it was trampled on, you're going to say what? I guess the bones that were in the field were already minimized and reduced. My time, I was the reason why if it was trampled on by many people's tahor, and therefore you have to say that it got so crushed that it's less than a shiur of a se'ura. Again, what do you see from here? The fact that letting you make this bidikot has been the rabana. If it was the oraita, they wouldn't let you blow your way through it or rely on bet haparashinidash. These are proofs that the whole law is made the made the rabana. Shinidash. Tisharaba bereglan habe tahod talina nekula veamnina kol haasamot nechtetu lefachot matkishiur alma hashashad rabana. Ah, alam alam. kan hayinu b'shabat. And this is how far we walked on Shabbat. And therefore, why do you believe him? <laughs> the right over here. So if you hold Tehomim is Rabbanan, so therefore, uh, we could be lenient on such an opinion over there. <coughs> okay? That is the... Uh, right. The Deoraita the, the is Yud Bet uh, Mil, the Shi'ur of Klai sales Haniyan the Midbar. Okay, but 2,000 Amah is only rabbinical, so therefore there is a Ne'emanut. We continue. Ve'en Ne'eman nomar, derech haya defloni b'makom hazeh. Ma'amad u'mesped haya defloni b'makom hazeh. But to establish ownership of a field, based on what they saw when they were young, they are not Ne'eman. Ma'i ta'amah, apukem ha'monah lo mafkinam. It's basically, you're taking away the guy's rights. Based on the testimony of a gadol, what he saw when he was a katan, and therefore we cannot rely on that. Terbanan neeman atinok domar. Atinok is trustworthy to say. Kach amardi abba. I remember my father used to say, mishpacha zu tehora, mishpacha zu temea. Amazing. So the gavras. Here's father say this family we, we could take this family. A good family. Family over here is temea. So the. So the Gemara says, "Tehora utmeas al gadadach." That's the, the lashon over here. Torah v'temeah, which means that's not something that in families. It's not. It's kasheru pasul or something. Not Torah v'temeah. It's not a language you use in in families. to discuss their validity or not, right? If I want to say the family is legit, I'm saying they're tamed, they're contaminated. Ela, right? Ela mishpacha zu kishena mishpacha zu. Pesula, exactly. The gabe, let's say, pegam over here. Now, what, what, is, what is he? What is, what is he saying over here? So the Ran says that, um, uh, or, or the Rambam says, edutsu osiket biyuhasin shom shpachot koanim. Okay, but what is he basically the kid trying to say? Vibanda tidem achilat trumat derabanan. Fine, not not more than anything else we said over here, because we said the kid, the most he can do is a derabanan item. What is he trying to do in this testimony? He's trying to say, yeah, my father said that this is a good family of Kohanim. To eat to the Madra Banan. That's as much as the, we're going to give the kid. The Ran argues, 
And he says, שעדה מעיד על פי מה שנה בקטנותו, אין הוא יכול לפגום מיוחסה של משפעה מוחזקת בקשנות, או להכשיר משפעה מוחזקת כפסולה. ואבייסלי, if they were מוחזק בקשנות, he cannot be פוסל them. And if they were מוחזק בפסלות, he cannot be מכשיר them. So what were they? What was this family over? Whatever their status was, this kid לכאורה cannot change. ופיכם בפרש ערן, שבריית אדם במשפעה כהנים, שידוע לנו שיש בה פסול. Right, it's a family of Kohanim that we know there's a pasul somewhere in the family. One of the families has a pasul. And therefore, Where's the pasul? Is it the whole family or part of it? But you know, there's the pasul in this line over here, and this line is kasher. So in that case over there, we can take with that. They're not going against the hazakah of what the family was. Exactly, they're clarifying where it is. And that's uh, what he's saying over here. Uh, so that's what he says. Edut Zed, that the Tinoch says, Which means, uh, obviously it's saying, if the father would have given this testimony, he wouldn't believe. He would have been believed. And therefore, the, the son is saying that the father gave me this, uh, this testimony over here. So the Ran says, that, um, uh, uh, So the so so Gemara is going to come along and say, The Gemara then says, של בת פלוני לפלוני, שהיו מוליכין חלה ומתנות לפלוני כהן. Furthermore, I remember שאכלנו בקצצה. מה זה אכלנו בקצצה? Gemara will explain what קצצה means, which means at the time of the wedding. Whose wedding? של בת פלוני לפלוני. And we'll see what that means as a result. And furthermore, his name had to say, I remember שהיו מוליכין חלה ומתנות לפלוני כהן. I remember when I was young, I still go to my father and drop off Matanot Kehunat to this guy over here. Al Yedeh Atzmo, the Gemara says that the Tinok is Ne'eman only to say Al Yedeh Atzmo, that he himself went. Because it says over here, Shainu Modichim, that he went himself. Avalo Al Yedeh Achir. But he's not Ne'eman to say that they sent it through somebody else. We used to send it to this guy. Exactly. We used to send it. And it's only talking about over here where he did it himself. He dropped it off himself. Vichulan, if he was working with Chavim, and he was tired, and he was tired, and all these idiots that we said. The guy was a goy when he saw the testimony. Now he converted, or he was an Eved, so that's already he's a goy. Therefore there's no Ne'emanut for them even when they get free. And Ne'eman Lomar, they're not Ne'eman to say, Derech haya lefloni b'makom hazeh, ma'amad u'mesped haya lefloni b'makom hazeh. רבי יוחנן מרקה אומר, נאמנים. Exactly. The Gemara says, רבי יוחנן מרקה, אהיה. Where is he going? Which case? אילי, מה הספר הזה קוראים לספר? תאוואד, דרך, ומעמד, דריאד, מספד, בשדה. ורבי יוחנן מרקה אומר, זה קצת, how? הפוקים המונהו, it's taking money out of somebody, we said he cannot be believed. אין לה. That's right. Even, even the Katan, I'm saying, even yes. our case. Right, it's the Gadol, who stands for, will not work. Yeah. Says, What's the Resha? All the first cases of the Mishnah. V'chulam, im haya oved k'chavim v'tgayet, 
He's going back on them. That in the earlier case in the Mishnah where we just said that if it was an Ebed or a Goy that saw these things and then converted or became free, is not the Eman. Yohanan says, yes. is. The Yavarah says, That's the point. That when he saw when he was a Goy, so he's not, uh, he's not Medayik. And because um, he knows. Uh, uh, he was, he, he's not Medeir because he's not Medeir in, uh, in his testimony. Especially if he, if, if, if he didn't know that he's going to be able to be. Right. Worse than Katan. Because Katan knows he's going to become a Gadol one day. This guy knows he's going to convert. So he's looking at it as a Goy, not knowing uh, even that he's going to come into play one day. That since he had in mind to convert, so we're talking a specific case. But the guy saw it when he was a goy, knowing that he's going to convert. So everybody, the guy's not converting, and he just stops seeing something. Even if you, I don't want to say, not midayek. So we're talking about a case where does a goy midayek when he's a goy, knowing that he's going to convert. At Tarakamah says he's still not midayek, till he converts. And therefore, the says, no, he's midayek. That's the, uh, that's the, uh, the mahloka that we have uh, over here. And I guess you have to say the Ebed over here heard that his, his master is planning on freeing him. As you know, there's not a prophet. So you have to say that he must have heard that they're talking about freeing him. So when he looks at it, the question is, is he medayek, knowing that he's going to get freed or not? Now the Gemara says, the last case that we saw above, we saw... The Ovel is coming. The Ovel is coming. She'achanu b'ketzatza. She'achanu b'ketzatza. So the Gemara says, my Ketzatza, what is this uh, Ketzatza over here? Tetanu the Baran, Kesat Ketzatza, what is this Ketzatza? Because it said, I remember we were at a wedding and I can't look at What are you talking about? Okay, one of the brothers that married a uh, lady, a girl that was not Hogenet. Uh, so the family brings a habit that's filled with perot, and they break the whole, uh, they break it up in the middle of the, uh, in, the feet, in the in the, in the city. Listen, our brother married somebody that's not befitting. They're worried that the the kids are going to marry now into the other families and they're going to posel them. Therefore, everybody take something over here, a siman, souvenir, le dorot. Remember what happened here. They made a big, they made a big uh, to-do. Wow, that's, so nobody will forget. You'll say, ah, oh, you see this banana over here? I got this banana at the wedding. Well, there was a scandalous wedding over here. Uh, exactly. There's, uh, everybody's my old fans, 18 and uh, younger, come on with a with a fruit from the wedding while supplies last, in order to, to remind everybody of the scandalous uh, item over here. Right. So the Gemara says, "Zuhi ketsatsa." Uh, that is ketsatsa. Says, "What's ketsatsa?" But I showed kits. Kits is like the end. That's it. He's cut off. Now, in this case over here, 
Again, what was the case? Was it Vadai Pegam? So Vadai Pegam, if it's Vadai Kasher, it's not Neeman. So he says again, the Ran says that the Mishpachat Kohanim Shinodano, she is but Pesu. We know it's a Pesu, we just know which family again. So he said, I remember it was not the family that we went to where the Ketzatza was. They know it's a Pesu. They just forgot which, which line it was. So he says, I'll tell you the family. I remember it was that one uh, when we went to the wedding and they broke the, uh, the barrel. Therefore, it's not coming to be Mahazek them that the Pesu, just coming to identify where the Pesu where the psalm was, okay? Adran Adach, Aisha, Shinit, Al, Mela.